You're tuned in to The Todd Coconado Show, otherwise known as The Remnant, one of the most listened to podcasts in the Christian community. You can visit our website, toddcoconado.com, and now broadcasting live around the world from Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee, here's the host of the show, Pastor Todd Coconado. Welcome on board, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The Remnant. This is Pastor Todd Coconado on this very critical, crucial, and important broadcast all around the world. Thank you for tuning in. We are moving forward. We're standing for the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are not backing down. We're not caving. We're not capitulating. We are going to stand. This is the hill I'm willing to die on. That's the hill for the gospel. Jesus Christ, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. There's other things that people are willing to die for that maybe you need to pray about because we have to pick and choose our battles. Ultimately, we're in a spiritual battle. The battle is light versus darkness, and it is critical that we understand this battle. It's very, very uh, blatantly explained in the Word of God, which says the battle is not against flesh and blood, but against strongholds and principalities. And God told us in the last days the things that we would be dealing with, and uh, I certainly think we're in the birth pangs right now. Uh, You see people that are uh, willing to be the goats, people that call themselves pastors that are willing to partner with the murder of the innocent. No problem. They don't even, they don't even think about it. They have no problem uh, partnering with somebody who's running for governor. I'm thinking about Stacey Abrams. I'm going to play you a clip in just a second that I think is going to blow your mind, hopefully, um, of a pastor in the Atlanta area and by the way, most of these things are covered on our one of our websites, remnant.news. You can go to remnant.news, and it's one of our top stories. Atlanta Pastor Clefro Dollar welcomes Georgia pro-choice Democrat gubernatorial candidate Stacey Abrams to his Sunday service, and he's very excited that she's there. Um, this is on the heels, of course, of T.D. Jakes recently welcoming Beto O'Rourke, who's another blatantly pro-trans, pro-choice candidate. That's running for governor of Georgia. So is this now about pats on the back? Is this about having some power if these people were to get into into governor, you know, the, into the office there? Is that what they want? Are they jockeying for power? Are they willing to basically overlook what the Bible says um, about the children? You know, I'm, I'm going to read a scripture right now. I think every person should know this scripture. The scripture is found in Matthew 18, 6. Matthew 18, 6. It says this. It says, if anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me to stumble, I would be better for them. It would, excuse me. It would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. Doesn't get much more blatant than that one, friends. Doesn't get that much more blatant than that one. I'm going to read it again. If anyone causes one of these little ones, Those who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for them to have hung a large millstone around their neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea. Wow. So that, I mean, that's that, I don't know how much more clear the word of God can be. Uh, And and to think about the rocks will, even the rocks will cry out. The murder of the innocent, our most innocent societal beings, and yet quote-unquote pastors are willing to overlook this and mislead their flocks. And so few people even talk about it. Why? 
Why do so few people even address this? They, they ignore it because they don't want controversy and they stay to the cotton candy. Instead of, instead of calling a spade a spade and calling out sin, it's a very difficult position. I don't like to call out other pastors. That's not what I do normally. But sometimes it's just so blatant and in our face. I'm going to let you listen to this because I think you got to listen to this from Remnant.News. And I want you to hear this Clefro uh, Dollar here welcoming in Stacey Abrams to his service. Let's see if we can get this on there right now. Right before you take your seat, I, I just want to say this because I want to see how it sounds. Uh, Governor Stacey Abrams just walked in. And uh, so glad to see you. Congregation cheers. So. Yes, you already know. Yes, ma'am. So, uh. So you already know what to do, right? How many of you have already done it? Wow. That's big time. Make it happen. Do what you got to do. Make it happen. And we're honored to have you here with us this morning. Oh, yes. Honored to have you. You seated. Now, this this subject is, um, it's challenging because people do what they want to do. You mean they don't vote for the baby killer? I, I understand, if, if nothing else. I mean, what, what, is, what is his, I don't understand what he's, he's saying there. As a Christian, as a, as a person of God, how are you defending a woman that is blatantly, blatantly, she's pushed CRT, she's pushed, uh, you know, bringing in illegals, into our southern border and having no borders in our country. She's pushed policies that are absolutely destroying this country, our constitution, our religious liberties, our freedoms, and, of course, the killing of the innocent. And here's a pastor, a seasoned pastor, by the way. This man is not somebody that just got in the ministry. This is a man that's been in ministry for years. And and he's trying to make the case that people don't understand the situation? What don't we understand, Mr. Dollar? Now, by the way, this is the same pastor that recently came out against tithing. And it was a whole thing. He came out in a statement about tithing, which was in direct contradiction to biblical teaching on the tithes. And honestly, is going to set a bunch of Christians up for failure. Because the Bible is very specific in this area. It even says, test me in this. So after Mr. Dollar has made millions and millions of dollars, and is a very wealthy prosperity preacher, in my opinion, all of a sudden he comes out against tithing, and now he's openly welcoming in pro-choice candidate Stacey Abrams into his church last Sunday. Unbelievable. But yet it is believable, because this is the current environment that we're in, folks. And uh, I will tell you right now, I don't care if somebody was a Republican or a Democrat or who they are. If they were a candidate that, that was okay with the killing of the innocent, I, I, I have a daughter. I mean, have you ever looked at a baby? Have you ever looked at a baby? Have you been there when a baby's born? To me, it's one of the most beautiful miracles, unbelievable miracles that anybody will ever witness when a baby, a precious little baby is born. I mean, it is, it is the most remarkable miracle of God. And I see that precious baby 
very, very helpless. You know, they need the support of their mama and their dad for protection, to nurture them, to feed them until they get old enough to be able to do those things on their own. They're, they're, they come into the world completely helpless. They need you to help them go to the bathroom and change their diaper. You know, that's what I mean. Um, you know, eat everything. They're totally reliant on the parents. And I understand some of you have had abortions in the past, and I'm not here to judge you. In fact, the Bible says there's no for, uh, there is therefore no condemnation for those in Jesus Christ. I'm not judging you. I've done horrible things in my life and had to repent. Am I perfect? No. Do I sit at some like super righteous, super saint seat and look down on everybody? Absolutely not. But that being said, I repented and I do my best to turn from evil. I'm not saying I don't have struggles even today. I do. And pastors that say they don't are lying. Okay, we're not perfect. We're not Jesus. But we try to be the best example possible, especially leaders and pastors because they're held to a higher standard. And this is where it's, it's a very difficult calling to walk out, but yet it's worth it because our main focus is souls. Souls, okay? That's what the mission is. The mission in life is souls. The Great Commission, go, make disciples of the nations, baptize them in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. Teach them the ways of the Word of God. That's why I don't understand how a pastor can be so misled so misled to be leading their flock into support of a woman that is blatantly, blatantly in support of abortion and globalism and and all the globalist policies that are the reason why we're dealing with the inflation that we're dealing with right now. And by the way, the alarm is sounding on the economy. I was just listening to some experts in the field about the bond market, Um, you know, other countries like the BRICS, that are, that are looking to challenge the dollar and, and, and our hegemony around the world and the, and, the, and the petrodollar status, including Saudi Arabia. We talked about that in the podcast recently. I'm going to get into this in more depth very soon here. But people don't even understand the urgency of the hour. There's so many things that are happening, and yet you have certain people that literally have their heads buried and lack any discernment and are willing to compromise openly. Walk as the church of Laodicea openly and say, yep, I'm willing to compromise. I'm willing to look the other way just because I want a pat on the back by this person that's coming in my church. Unbelievable. Yet here we are. So we're going to talk about now, uh, I don't know if you remember uh, True the Vote, uh, but they just got uh, arrested. So we're going to talk about that in the next segment here. Stay tuned. Pastor Todd Coconato, we'll be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. We're going to talk about uh, something very egregious here that's happened. Another thing. Um, and I would love to get into how we're going to deal with this as the remnant community. And we're, we'll probably get to that in the last segment here. But I just think we got to cover some of these issues um, because they're just, they're so in our face. They're so, it's just unbelievable. If you follow my Telegram channel, I'd highly encourage you to follow it. It's just my name. There are some others that are making fake accounts. Uh, but you'll be able to tell by the followers, you know, which one's real and whatnot. Uh, but I put up something here um, about um, the federal judge orders U.S. Marshals to arrest True the Vote founders, Catherine Engelbright and Greg Phillips. So let's let's dig into this story. It's covered by the D.C. Patriot. 
Um, basically, you know, what you're now seeing in the United States of America is an absolute tyranny at its finest. This is weaponized justice, justice system and Department of Justice that's specifically and deliberately targeting their political rivals and opponents. Uh, make no mistake about it, the Biden regime is firmly behind this attack on free press, free speech, and of course, trying to silence those that pose the biggest threat to expose them. Uh, and, and then, of course, you know, you got the, uh, the Twitter, they're just showing, you know, how many people tweeting this out. Uh, breaking as ordered by federal judge Kenneth Hoyt, U.S. Marshals have just taken into custody True the Votes' Catherine Engelbright and Greg Phillips for contempt of court due to their refusal to release the name of a confidential informant. Uh, the judge has now ordered Engelbright and Phillips to be held in custody for a day or more until they bring forth the information that they are withholding. Um, they are protecting a source and whistleblower for the record, and what the judge is doing is despicable and technically criminal. Uh, the judge says he never got a straight answer on who was in Dallas hotel room January 2021, and he doesn't know how many people were there. Uh, judge says the, the way Phillips um, and Engelbright talked uh, suggests true the vote did have access to the hacked computer data, um, though they deny it. So this is, of, of course, about computer data. What I'm trying to figure out, though, is so they're basically acknowledging there's computer data. Now, there was a bulletin that went out, I believe it was an FBI bulletin, that said if anybody even talks about the election, uh, you can now be uh, arrested. And here we go. Right right before that was the bulletin, and now uh, this wasn't the FBI, but you're seeing this judge ordering a very similar, you know, they're, they're drumming to the same tune here. Uh, the federal judge orders the U.S. Marshals to arrest them. It, I can't even imagine to be those U.S. Marshals, because most U.S. Marshals are patriots. And to sit here and have to arrest somebody that's trying to expose what appears to be corruption in our country. You know, we just saw the elections in Brazil, and they now have a communist in control. (laughs) Unbelievable. Very, very sad what happened there. Uh, Many people are suggesting they may use similar machines. Uh, Of course, you can't talk about that either. They'll take down your podcast. They'll take down everything. Uh, This is where we are in the United States of America, friends. And so... We got to choose which hill to die on. I say, you know, it's the gospel for me. Uh, if anybody ever says that you can't speak any, you know, any part of the Bible, uh, if they arrest me, they arrest me. I'm going to preach and teach the entirety of the word of God. That includes marriage between a man and a woman. Uh, that includes many things that they're trying to indoctrinate our kids with now. Um, you know, speaking against those things. And people that don't think this is coming, it's coming. And unless we take a stand now, and we push back and we say no more to this, this is the direction that we are headed. It's very similar. There's nothing new under the sun as to what happened in Nazi Germany, only the, the media would have you think that it's the far right. You know, we're like the Nazis. No, no, no. First of all, that is not the way history tells us the story. It, and then they say the Antifa are anti-fascist when they're actually the fascists. So it, it's all disinformation, misinformation, and then anybody that speaks truth or questions the mainstream narrative their attack their you know they go after them in some way shape or form that's what we're seeing um okay let's let's change gears here now um you know it's it's we're in the week of halloween many of you are going to be listening this after halloween that's fine Um, but i do want to talk about this story here um which is an important story uh it's it's on remnant.news as well it's about the truth about halloween And I get a lot of pushback on this because people don't want to hear it. 
and I find this a lot as a pastor, is just people just don't want to hear it. Um, if they do, uh, you know, hear things, they get convicted when they hear the truth. And so they'd rather just live in, I guess they think it's like a little ignorant bliss and not hear the truth. And they don't like people like me that share the truth because then it's inconvenient to them. And they might have to change some of their ways that they're comfortable. Now, I say this openly, and I say this with all love and respect. If you celebrate Halloween and you have no conviction and you prayed about it and you've read the articles that we put up, then that is your choice. I'm not here to attack you. I'm not here to unfriend you or to call you names, or to be vicious and mean. That's not how I roll, okay? This is a decision between you and the Lord. The only reason why I stand against it now is because I've researched this for a long time. I've talked to ex-witches, and I've talked to people in, you know, that used to be in the occult that got saved and delivered from that. And I want you to hear this from a gentleman that we'll probably have on the show in the near future. And he talks about Halloween, and he explains why, for him, he, he's come out against this to share his testimony. Um, his name is John Ramirez, and he gives a warning. So we're going to play a little bit of that warning right now. They're putting it on right now. The devil's number one holiday is Halloween. The devil one, the devil's holiday is Halloween. And a lot of believers today, today, you know, they are celebrating Halloween. They are going on and renting costumes, buying costumes, making costumes, uh, painting their doors, putting pumpkins in front of the door. First of all, the pumpkin, the pumpkin, when you take the pumpkin, you, 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 you represent the demon, the demon that controls the rivers, which is the demon called Ochun in Santeria. So the pumpkin brings that demon into your house when you put pumpkins at your door. You see, so, 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 so that demon operate with pumpkins. So when you put pumpkins in your door on Halloween, as believers, you are giving the devil an a entry. You're giving that principality, the demon that runs the rivers. Her name is Ochun, which is a, a type of Jezebel in the Jehovah religion. You're bringing that demon into your home. You're giving it access to your home, access to your family. And, and, and the most remarkable thing that the devil taught me was I love when they celebrate Halloween. I love when they get dressed. I love when they celebrate my holiday because they come intertwined. You come intertwined with darkness. I don't care if you're reading your Bible 20 times a day. When you turn around and you celebrate Halloween or you open your door to Halloween or you open your life to Halloween or you open your family to Halloween, the devil has you by the throat. The devil has a stronghold on you by the throat. And, and, and one of the things that the, the devil has shown at the time that I was in an enemy's camp, the devil has shown me that the reason he loves Christians to celebrate Halloween, because it brings four, it brings, the Bible says it brings a four to five generation of curse in your family. That's one of the issues that the devil knows, because and then if he knows that you can celebrate Halloween as a believer, he knows that the next generation in your family will celebrate the same thing because it brings the generation of curse, will bring a ripple effect in the spur round would attach yourself to your other family members. And on top of that, he, the devil, one of the things that the devil loves that Christian believers will celebrate Halloween is, is, and I'm giving this out today because I hope that it, once it's in the archives, people can tune into it because uh, to, Halloween is not, we're not too far off from Halloween. We're not, I mean, uh, July is over. We, we in August, we're coming up, we're coming up in the month of August. Some is, is gone pretty much. So, so believers are preparing themselves Halloween party. All right, we got to we got to stop here because we got to go to a break. But I want to play a little bit more of this when we come back. I think it's important you hear this. So uh, we'll be right back. This is the Todd Coconato Show. 
darkness, my God, that is All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Todd Cognato Show. Uh, you can find our information uh, on our website, pastortodd.org, pastortodd.org. And uh, that's our central hub. we got everything there. The Remnant Channel is now up and streaming live 24-7, the Remnant Channel. Uh, that's got all our Sunday services and a bunch of other amazing things, including documentaries and films and other preachers, other Remnant believers. Uh, it's a real place where you can just rest in the peace of the Lord and hear from the remnant. And we're going to continue to put up new content. It's the remnantchannel.com, the remnantchannel.com. And please pray about becoming a partner with this ministry. We need partners. We need people that are going to stand with us. We are in a vicious battle, as you can see, and I need your help. Um, we're, we're doing this out of faith. We're doing this answering the call of God, uh, but we're in a massive battle and we need your help. And so you can go to toddcoconato.com slash give, toddcoconato.com slash give. That's C-O-C-O-N-A-T-O dot com slash give. Pray about becoming a monthly partner. Pray about tithing to this ministry. You say, Pastor, I can't find a church. You know, make this your church until you find one, you know, or until the Lord leads you. But we need your help. We really, really do. So I appreciate you guys tremendously. I'm going to continue to play this from John Ramirez, who's a ex-Satanist. And he's sharing about Halloween. Let's go ahead. Halloween gathering. Well, you have churches. You have churches that are doing something that it, that it blows my mind, brother Shannon. You have churches that are that are going out and uh, celebrating. Instead of Halloween, they're celebrating harvest. Harvest. I mean, God, God said the only harvest we know is the souls of people that are out there that are lost. The, har- the, the, the harvest is planted. The work is a few. I mean, what is this harvest stuff that we have to celebrate to replace Halloween? In the churches. So you're bringing your curse to your church when you do that. You're bringing, I mean, you, what, what, what would you, you can give candy and, and stuff to people throughout the year. Do, I mean, you, you want to give candy in your church? Hey, let's celebrate Resurrection Sunday. We give out candy. Let's make it a celebration in the church that Jesus has risen, that Jesus came out the tomb, that we are alive, that we are alive in Christ. Let's celebrate that. Why do you have to wait for, for Halloween, October 31st, to do harvest in your church? When you're bringing the curse upon the children in your church, because the devil is that's like 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 a substitute of Halloween. Why do you substitute Halloween with something else? When it's not even in the Bible, the Lord say it's not even in the Bible to celebrate a substitute a holiday from the holiday. So, and another thing is you, you're dressing up your kids. One of the biggest demonic disillusion that the devil brings to to the body of Christ on Halloween is to change costume. Put on an outfit. Paint your face. I don't care if you put on the Little Mermaid. I don't care if you put on Casper the Friendly Ghost. I don't care if you put on uh, whatever Ninja Turtle. Whatever costume you put on. One of the things that has amazed me the most, that Jesus created Adam and Eve to be perfect. He created them in the garden. Everything was perfect. And when the devil got into the garden and touched them and convinced them, and, 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 and confused their mind. That he changed their identity. He changed their identity. And one amazing thing that the devil does to many Christians today when you put on a costume, he changes your identity of who you are in Christ by putting on a costume that you're not. You open yourself up to the most demonic attack on Halloween ever you can ever imagine. So you're no longer in Christ. Your identity is changed. The devil is the biggest identity theft. Stealer of mankind. 
Amen? The devil is the biggest identity death stealer of mankind. There's Christians that are walking around that don't have no identity who they are. They don't have no identity who God has called them to be. They don't have no identity who God created them to be. They don't have no identity of who, what their purpose. You stop Christians out there in the street and you say, what is your purpose and your destiny? I don't know. But they know how to celebrate Halloween. And I guarantee you that if you ask those believers that they want to be honest or transparent, have you ever celebrated Halloween? Yes, I have. And if you're celebrating harvest, you're celebrating Halloween. And that's the danger of, of, of believers today, that instead of us affecting the world, the world is affecting us. Instead of us affecting the world and bringing them to the church, we're bringing the world into the church. And now the church is entertainment. The church is, is an amusement park. The church is the circus. We need to entertain people to keep people. We need to entertain people so they can come back. No, I don't need to entertain anybody. Because I bring the cross of Jesus Christ, God will do the rest. And, and Halloween is one of the, the if, you, if you see, if you go back to the history of Halloween, and I'm talking about the history years after years, the most demonic attack, the most people missing, the most people missing, people, human sacrifices, uh, skulls, cemeteries, plots upside down, people digging out bones and skeletons, and people digging out skulls for Halloween. If you see the situation with Halloween, if you see the situation with, with, with attack with, uh, with uh, uh, the gentleman, the, 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 young boy, the young kid that did the, the, the attack on uh, the movie theater out in Colorado, a demon, a, 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 demon, a, a demon-possessed person celebrated Halloween. If you see the situation with the young man in, uh, in the school in Connecticut, celebrated Halloween. You, it's Halloween is like the opposite, and I shouldn't say the opposite because I'm, I'm kind of, I'm just trying to give you an, an analogy how we celebrate Good Friday, how we celebrate Resurrection Sunday, the importance of Good Friday, the importance for believers to celebrate Resurrection Sunday because without the Resurrection, without Good Friday, there's no Christianity. Without Halloween, there's no devil. You know, and then the day after, the day after Halloween, all, all, Saint, all Saint Day, all Saint Day, people buying candles and buying candles and celebrating and making uh, different food offerings to their dead relatives. Those are demons, people. You, 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 got, you got Christians celebrating All Saint Day, the day after Halloween, which is November 1st. So how are you going to celebrate these things and call yourself blessed? How are you going to celebrate these things and say you're in Christ? How are you going to celebrate? It's like, me get, it's like me being married and I'm sleeping with a prostitute, but I love my wife. Oh, I'm, I'm married. I love my wife. But I'm sleeping with a prostitute. No, there's no way that that makes sense. There's no way that you can, you can fit that in someone's mind. So, so the attack, the demonic attack, the demonic stronghold, the gateways, the portals, the, 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 four, the four to five generations being cursed, it starts celebrating Halloween. Halloween, it, it, people think, is, they look at it, they look, you know, we get caught up with the historical aspect of what Halloween is. But people... That's just a story. The, the, the whole picture of Halloween is that you're honoring the devil. You bow down to the devil because I used to celebrate Halloween. The biggest witchcraft that I used to do was on Halloween to kill, steal, and destroy Christian believers, destroy anything that came in my path that week that, that, that I, I was preparing a week ahead of time. As a matter of fact, I was preparing two weeks ahead of time to kill you on the 31st. Coffins, bones, portions, you name it. I had it. Halloween it is a nuisance. It is an abomination in the eyes of a holy God. So how is it that you're going to go to a Halloween party? How is it you're going to have a, a, a harvest in your church and call it blessed? 
and call it you, uh, you honoring God when God never called you to do a harvest in your church, when God never called any Christian to put pumpkins and colored things on their door or put, uh, put uh, spider webs, you know, spider webs, entrapments on your windows and, 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 and goblins and all this kind of goblins, uh, uh, demonic forces on, on your windows or on your door or, or, or around your house. I mean, that is the thing. If you have done that, it's time to repent tonight. It's time to ask God for forgiveness. It's time to call Mega Man Radio and say, help me close these doors and cut the ties that the enemy has on me, my family, and the next three or four generations in my, in, in, in my family line. The Halloween is, is poison to the believer and to the non-believer. If, if you look at the stories in this year coming up, I give you an example. Look at the newspaper this year coming up. To non-believers, how many people die and get killed and get stabbed and get shot and get mi- and they're missing on Halloween? People, if you play with fire, if you play with fire, you're going to smell like toast. And not even if you play with fire, you're going to burn your whole house down. And you have nothing left of you because the devil comes to play for keeps. The devil played for keeps. The devil is the most, he has a mastermind of strategies. Believe me, I sat in the devil's mind for 25 years. I sat in the devil's mind for 25 years. His mind is full of strategies. How to entrap, engage, and kill, steal, and destroy through holidays, through events, through cultures. I was talking to a young lady in my church uh, this past Sunday, Brother Shannon, and she told me as a Muslim, she was a devout Muslim at the time. Thank God she's saved today. Uh, wonderful young lady, a devout Muslim. And she said that she, she described the ceremony that they do in Islam with the, with the uh, ceremonies of bath cleanings and all that. That same ceremony is the same demon that does it in Santeria. But to them, it's a culture thing. Okay, to the Muslim and, and to the people in Santeria, it's a culture term. It's the same demon operating entrapment, set up, engaging, killing, steal, and destroy. All right, I'd love to get into more of that with you. Uh, you can go to remnant.news and see it. It's going to say the, the truth about Halloween, the article, and it has the videos embedded in that article there where you can hear John Ramirez. And I'm going to play another one, uh, which is Jenny Weaver. She's an evangelist. It was an ex-witch, and then she became an evangelist. And amazing her story, and she breaks this whole thing down about closing doors and opening doors for his glory. Um, I can only play a few minutes of this clip, but before I do that, let me just say this. You know, I don't do this to discourage you, and this is something that you have to pray about, of course. I'm not here to attack you. You know, obviously, we're all learning here, but I just think we're in such an important time for our country, for our kids, for our future, for the church. I just really feel in my spirit as a pastor, as a shepherd, that I just have to warn about these things because I think these are the open doors. When the Lord says, come out from among them, when the Lord says, be holy for I am holy, when the Lord says, be consecrated, these are the things that I believe he's showing us that we've culturally accepted and embedded in our Christian culture. And we probably didn't realize it, but we've been opening these doors for a long time. And now God is raising up men and women coming out of, you know, ex-Satanist lifestyles and ex-witches that are coming out and they're saying, hey, look, I'm, I'm saved by the blood of the lamb. I'm on fire for Jesus. And I believe it's my calling to share with the church what exactly Halloween meant to me as an ex-witch. 
or meant to me as an ex-Satanist. And I think it's up to us to really take it to the Lord. Again, not to get offended or get mad at Pastor Todd for giving this man a platform. Do I agree with 100% of what the man said? No. I mean, I think he's he's being pretty bold, but maybe there's a couple of things. I mean, I don't. I think that we have a little more protection from the Lord. I mean, you know, if you put out a, a pumpkin in front of our house, I'm not saying that demons are going to come and attack our home, but I think it's an open door. And I think that's what he's trying to say is, why even open the door? Why even entertain that? Why even entertain these things? So then, of course, the next thing that people say, well, then why do you celebrate Christmas? It's pagan. Or why do you celebrate Easter? It's pagan. Here's the difference. Here's the answer to that. I don't celebrate the pagan holiday of Christmas. I celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. That's the thing that we have to, and so we have to make decisions based on that. Do we take out the pagan elements? I would say so. But do we just stop celebrating the birth of Jesus? Well, then we miss out on a huge uh, opportunity to evangelize the world because there's a lot of people that just come to church on Christmas and Easter. So there's a huge uh, opportunity to evangelize with Christmas and Easter, and, and, and I call Easter Resurrection Day. And as John Ramirez was saying, which I highly respect this man, by the way, what he was saying is like, you know, we're celebrating Good Friday and then we're celebrating the resurrection. We're not celebrating a bunny and all the pagan elements of Easter. And I would encourage everybody to come out from among them on that too. So it's very, you know, we just got to be wise here. It's kind of like navigating a little bit of a minefield. Uh, but I think that, you know, if we start understanding this, it's going to be a big benefit to us. So listen, we'll, we'll put on Jenny Weaver on the second part of the next segment. And uh, we'll wrap up the show. But thank you for tuning in. Uh, stay tuned, though. We'll be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Todd Coconato Show. Very, very important topics today. We just got to have these conversations as a Christian community, do we not? I mean, I know I'm, every day somebody's mad at me. Every day somebody's like, you didn't be talking about that, Pastor. I mean, every day of my life. I'm kind of just used to it at this point. Um, you know, I'm not here to please man. I do love you, though, and I, I certainly don't want to hurt you. I don't want to offend you. But I, I think that some of these things, they're just things that haven't been talked about in the Christian world. And so now that we're talking about them, I think that people are, uh, they're jarred because they're like, wow, I've never heard this kind of talk. And they don't know what to think of it. But this is what I talk about when I say God is rising up a remnant. He's raising up a remnant for a time as this. He's telling us to come out from among them. I mean, we've got to at least pray about these things. Look, if you pray about it, you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you have a daily walk with the Lord, you're consecrated, you're set apart, and you go to the Lord and you, you pray about this, you say, I just don't have any conviction at all, you've studied the scripture, you don't think there's any issue, that's up to you. I don't think it's going to stop you from going to heaven. But I will say as a pastor, it could open doors in your life, in your children's lives, and then later on when there's some issues, you know, when you wonder how this happened, what was the open door, well, here you go. This is an open door, one of many, possibly. I mean, when you look at all the gender confusion and all that stuff, those are open doors. You know, what do we do as a parent? Did we, did we inform our kids of biblical Christianity and the war that they're going to be entering in if they go into the public schools and the battle of light versus darkness? Do we prepare them? Do we equip them? Do we pray over them? Because these, these are the things that as a modern Christian, as a parent, 
And as a modern Christian, we have to do, we have to address these. I know it's uncomfortable. And so I'm going to play another clip here. This is ex-witch Jenny Weaver. And she is going to be talking about her experience. And we'll play just a few minutes of it. And you can go to remnant.news and listen to the whole video. Here's Jenny Weaver. But no, that's not how it is. You know, the enemy will always come to you subtle. He can't ever come and say, hey, I'm going to pull you into a dark place for the next few years of your life. People would say, get out of here. No, that's stupid. And so he came to me um, in a subtle way. It was for me watching a very popular movie. Everybody listen, watching a movie called The Craft. And everybody was watching The Craft. Oh, if you didn't see The Craft, it was like, what's wrong with you? My mom said, you better not watch that movie. We weren't allowed to. So I snuck out with a group of girls and we watched the movie and I saw four witches who were getting bullied in school who didn't have a lot of power use witchcraft as a means of gaining back that power. And so I was looking at that and I began to relate. I want that. I want to stop the bullies from bullying me and picking on my skin and picking on my hair and this, that, and the other. I want to, you know, get back at my family members because, you know, we had some abuse going on in the family. So I saw it as a means to gain power in powerless situations. And so I began to study it. I began to go into the, the, the witchcraft stores. They weren't called witchcraft stores. They were just called like, you know, new age or enlightenment stores and all these things. And in there you could get books on Wicca as spells, um, what to do, like starter kits for beginning witches. I mean, these were targeted to teenagers and kids even. You could get a an elementary school book that showed five-year-olds how to do spells. So I thought it was great. I said, this is wonderful. It's all about the earth. And I just started to dive in. I started to learn about spells. And then I began to practice those things, practicing the craft. And so that opened the door for me to get into witchcraft. And I was living in a Pentecostal home. I was living in a Pentecostal home. My mom was in the living room praying and I was in the room doing witchcraft, trying to figure out how I was gonna kill her. And so it's very, very important for parents to know what their kids are into. Well, that's right. Honestly, that is what I wanted to focus on. I felt such an assignment on this video today. And even right now, I just plead and declare the blood of Jesus over our time together. I don't live in fear. I'm actually grateful for the authority that we have over the powers of darkness. But Jenny, what I feel like God wants to do for those who are watching, you might be watching us live, YouTube, Facebook, you might be watching or listening later. I believe the Lord actually wants to close doors to the demonic in your life and particularly in your children's lives. Mm -hmm. And Jenny, I mean, even what you are seeing in the lives of children through your ministry, because I I know you were doing a whole emphasis on bloodline breakers (laughs) at one point for children. Come on, I love that for children, because let me say this, and I just want you and I to flow in this because I feel that there's an anointing today for breakthrough. There's an anointing Um, for deliverance. And some of you, some of you are going to shut doors to the devil for good. I just sense, though, that's why I was talking about what got you into this stuff, yeah. a movie. Well, mm-hmm. that was back in 1996. Ask how, yes, I, mean, I, know, I, I know that because I was into film for a long time. And like you, even though it wasn't witchcraft, it was funny because before I really knew the Lord, I was very interested in occult movies, dark movies, right. horror films, because yeah. they all promised a sense of power or supernatural. Yeah. And the devil knows if we as the church are not equipping people, particularly kids, 
particularly children, in the supernatural, in the power of God, the devil is standing outside of the doors of our church with a counterfeit offer. Wow. And today we're going to shut those doors. So, so Jenny, I mean, obviously Halloween's coming up and all of this yeah. tends to be, you know, in the same lane. What are some of the ways that you have found ministering to people that open doors to the mm -hmm. demonic realm? Well, it could be subtle things. You know, the Bible says that witchcraft is the sin of rebellion. And so when Christians step out in rebellion against the precepts, concepts, and the, the structure that God has for us, we can easily get into witchcraft and you don't have black fingernails, you don't have a witch hat, you don't have a cauldron, but yet you're moving in things of witchcraft and it can be totally like you could be in the dark about it. And so some of the things that I know that people get involved with, I'll just list some of the very obvious things like you just listed, allowing yourself to be entertained. You know, I always say that when you think of the word entertainment, immediately the word that jumps out to me is enter. And so that's kind of like, ooh, I don't know about that. So allowing that to come into your house and saying, I'm going to allow horror movies to receive, I'm going to receive Whore. I'm going to receive fear. I'm going to allow all that in the house. Everybody's jumping. Everybody, ah, ah. To me, that, that's an open door because the demonic forces that help to create that movie and push it out into the world system, they are going, oh, that's ours. That's a believer. And they're letting our stuff in here. And so it's almost like this little contract where you go, okay, come in. Because you're now mixing the things. The Bible says is we're not to have anything to do with the dark realm. We're not to have anything to do with the cursed items. And so people will do that. They'll say, oh, it's just a movie. It's harmless. But literally the Bible says not to have anything to do with sorcery at all. So, you know, Larry, I know people go, you're too strict. You know, da, da, da. I would rather be on the verge of strict and obey the word than be on the verge of loosey-goosey and be tormented in my household 24-7 like many believers are. I don't want my kid to be afraid to go in her room and go to sleep. I was so bound by fear and, and tormented by demons because of what I did. The things I let in that were innocent to me. I was just a young girl trying not to get bullied. You would think that the demons would feel sorry for me and not torment me. They did not care. I was a teenager, so tormented. And I, I only told this a few times that I'm going to say it today because it's very serious. Mm. I wouldn't even get off my bed at 13 years old, a teen girl to go down the hall to go to the bathroom because I, I was tormented. I was told by the demons, if you touch the floor, we're going to snatch you under the bed and we're going to kill you. I could visualize huge claw hands coming up from under the bed. And I would sit in the bed, I would not go to the bathroom, and I would wet the bed totally awake in fear. All the way up into teenage years, I would suck my thumb like a baby because that was one of the ways that I coped with being tormented. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I wish I could play the whole interview there, but uh, you don't have enough time. But I put them both up on uh, remnant.news, remnant.news, very, very important. Uh, go on to that site and listen to the uh, interviews that we have up. We also put some of them up on our podcast. Um, just be informed as a Christian. Pray about these things. Ask the Lord. Seek the Lord's face. That's all I'm saying. This is a time where I believe the Lord wants to take us deeper. I believe the Lord wants to take us into a new season in our life. 
And I believe these things, we have to cut ties with the devil. We got to cut ties with the open doors. And this is what consecration is. Now you say, well, pastor, you got so many rules. These aren't my rules, number one. This is, this is obedience, and it's also setting yourself up for success. Because I have a lot of people that write me and tell me all the things that are wrong in their life. It's because of open doors a lot of the time. So I want to see you thriving and set up for success. And in order to do that, it's sometimes a little bit of a pain, but we got to cut these things out, right? All right, Pastor Todd Coconado, pastortodd.org. I love you. I bless you. We'll be back next week, same time, same channel. If you're listening to the podcast, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, But I highly encourage you to pray over these matters. Pray over these matters and say, Lord, what can I do to make my life more consecrated to you? Hallelujah. We love you. We bless you in Jesus' name. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to today's broadcast. I want to read something uh, for those that are on the podcast. This is a new sponsor. It's called Coca Bliss, and it's going to be starting today. And um, I really believe in this. That's why we're allowing them to sponsor this program is because they have uh, amazing product. My wife and I are actually going to start this, and uh, it's a superfood. And I really believe in superfoods. I talk a lot about mind-body health. And uh, I got to get myself in better shape. And so my wife and I are both doing this right now. But let me just read a little bit about this. So the, the podcast is brought, by the way, to you by Danette May and Mindful Health LLC today. And uh, we're going to be featuring uh, Danette May's top superfood product from her Earth Echo Foods line, which is the Coco Bliss. Okay. Nothing feels better than to be able to enjoy rich, smooth, creamy chocolate, knowing that you are doing something good for your body. Wow. Uh, we start with 100% organic cocoa beans and that are naturally kissed by the sun, maintaining its miraculous health benefits. Then we blend it with turmeric, with MCT oil, with coconut, with Himalayan sea salt, with cinnamon and black pepper for the perfect blend to make you feel the best you ever have. The result? Well, fall in love with a truly decadent, healthy, guilt-free chocolate, removing your cravings, facilitating weight loss, boosting your energy, and reducing your inflammation with one simple drink. Not only that, it's uh, friendly to paleo, gluten-free, keto, vegan, and vegetarian diets. For the last eight years, they have been the leader in superfoods and are proud to have served millions of customers worldwide. So you say, Pastor Todd, how do I get this? This sounds pretty good. Well, I'm going to tell you about it right now. Uh, Like I said, I'm going to be getting this, and uh, we're ordering it. And you can go to, uh, very simple, earthechofoods.com. That's earthechofoods.com. Or you can click the link in the description of this podcast and use the promo code TOD for 15% off. 15% off. This not only helps this broadcast, but I believe it'll be something good for your body. And so Michelle and I are going to do it, and we'll let you know what we think. Uh, but I've heard nothing but stellar things. And uh, we we think these people are legit, and we've uh, heard from our friends that we need to promote this because it's actually helping everybody, and it benefits the program. So thank you so much for tuning in today. I appreciate you guys, and uh, we bless you. We'll be back tomorrow.